Really? What? No. Meghan Markle? Saladless? Stop. Come on. Are you kidding me? You're pulling my leg. Huh. You mean that no talent actress? Okay. Okay. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke. I don't know why I'm doing it in this accent, but we're this shit. Uh, I'm putting on the wrong freaking headsets. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. It's dead air. It's dead air. Oh, God. Ah, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. Sorry for being a little bit late today. We got, uh, it's, well, it's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's whatevs. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about it? There's not a whole lot to talk about. No. <laughs> the saga continues with Josh's house from hell. I learned a crappy Airbnb <laughs> for the next two weeks. Poor Josh. Like, is everything dirty in this place? What are you going to do? Never get my pipes repaired again. I'd just yeah, sell never house. buy a house with cast iron pipes. Oh, my God. And well, there's no way to even, like, check for something like that, is there? Yeah, there is. Oh, there is? You can check to see what kind of pipes you have under the house? Yeah. How? Uh, they just run a camera through the pipes. I oh, mean, okay. So, like, you're doing a house out. inspection for a potentially new yeah. new purchase. You're like, I want those pipes inspected. From uh, yeah, all new houses have uh, PVC pipe. Right? right. Yeah. It's the houses back in like the seventies, eighties. Okay. Yeah. I remember ours had clay pipes. Really? Remember those? Uh, yeah. Maybe. They were made out of clay, and I remember having to snake them because the 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 pipes would back up, but they talked about like, you always have to wear gloves. Cause if you scratch yourself on that clay, you'll get infected because it has all that fecal matter in there. Yeah. And yeah it's, we've come a long way. We've come a long way, but yeah, stoves. Oh my God. Cast iron pipes to, um, 
Well, they had to come back and replace some cast iron piping that they had left. So that set us back. And then it's just one thing after the, you the pour, next. So you pour. Thing. We had to go back in this weekend and pack up all of our closet stuff and oh, pack God. up that thing so they could finish it out. That's such a pain in the ass. And then the floor should be done like in about two and a half weeks. So what's your, your overall ETA of it being completely finished provided nothing goes wrong, which you know, probably about three weeks, three weeks. Okay. Not, not comfortable. I can, I, I that can much. imagine. I mean, really? that sucks having kids and then you and your wife having to pick up, go to a different location and school's still out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That makes it even harder. So they started some camps this week. So Finley's doing <laughs> soccer camp. Like You're going golf. to camps, Bobby. You can drink. I'm tired, you little bastards. Go play. Thank God for Delta 8. Let me tell you that. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a godsend. It's really, I'm, I'm serious. It's helped. It's helped just relax both of us and yeah. like get to get a restful night's sleep and all that stuff. Are you giving so, any to the kids? No. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Need it. Take this. To them, it's an adventure. Yeah. So they've had a really good attitude about this. That's thing. good. So they're excited about it. Well, yeah, I mean, kids don't know any better. They're not paying for it. They're yeah. just, they're still living that life, that life of uh, everything's an adventure yeah. versus mom and dad is like, oh, another adventure. It's going to be expensive. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. We're um, taking Sheila to Tulum, Mexico for her birthday end of this month. Uh, excuse me, end of next month, July. Um, Excited to do that. I've never been to Mexico. She's been. Really? It's apparently a very beautiful area. Got a little treehouse uh, hotel. Uh, the one thing I was told, though, there's like no air conditioning over there. And I'm like, uh, uh. now it's going to be one of those, I think, vacations to where like uh, we're not going to be drinking a lot. I'm probably going to bring Delta 8 just because I don't want to spend a lot of money on alcohol. Alcohol is just so much sugar. It's so much fat. I like being able to get a nice little high. And then uh, this weekend, matter of fact, I ate really clean. We did a lot of fruit. Um, she makes this uh, this watermelon water. You just take, we cut up a watermelon, uh, squish it up, put it in a uh, thing of water, add a little bit of sugar, some cinnamon, um, and it just, it tastes amazing. And I remember we had the same thing in Dubai at a hotel over there. It was watermelon water. And I was like, I've never even, I mean, it makes sense, but you never really think about doing it. So she did that. And then I just started eating a lot of fruit, getting really healthy. And then last night, I completely threw it all away because I took almost like a hundred milligrams of Delta eight. I was like, you know what? I haven't been super stoned in a very, very long time. Normally I take about the 25 milligrams and it gets yeah. me just to the point where it's like, it's a nice high. Yeah. You're still in control, but I was like, you know what? It's been a while. I want to feel some borderline panic attack anxiety. Cause you're so baked <laughs> out of your gourd and we're watching big bang theory. So I took a halo. Oh, I took half of a halo ultra, which is about 25 milligrams. Cause the full one is 50. And then I took another regular one, a passion fruit one. And within about the span of like 30 minutes, I was on my couch, uh, tweeting away. And then I got up to go get some ice cream because, uh, it's, well, it's low calorie. It's low calorie ice cream. And it hits me. And I'm like, bro, the room is spinning. And I'm like, holy cow. Like I am baked out of my brain. So after about three ice cream, <laughs> but these are like the, the healthy hundred calorie, like made of like, I don't know, some kind of weird vegan crap. I don't know. Goat it's milk. Goat milk. I don't know. And then, um, you know, Sheila baked out of her brains is laying on the couch. She goes, I think I'm going to order some Jack in the box, like mini tacos right now. So we ordered, it took like an hour and a half to get to us. Longest hour and a half of my life. And uh, it gets there and the baby tacos, they're not even baby tacos. It's just this saturated mixture of gross tortilla, meat and cheese. And I destroyed it. I decided I felt no shame. And then I did about an hour of cardio this morning in the gym. So then punished the toilet. <laughs> then punished. No, actually, I didn't. I was impressed that my body was able to deal with it. But oh, my God. So, folks, if you're looking to get high, you can check out shellshockcbd.com. We ship to all 50 states now. 
ShellshockCBD.com, our Delta 8. They're the Halo gummies. We also have Delta 9. You can go check it out. I get these comments from people, and they're like, it's fake-ass weed. It's like, really? Because it feels like real weed to me. Like, I'm baked out of my brain. I don't know what you're talking about. But, uh, yeah, I find that always uh, very interesting. It's like, oh, it's not the real thing. You're right. It's healthier and it's cheaper. So excuse me for not wanting to go out there and buy, like, a shitload of weed and then smell like. Look, I, I get, like, I don't really like the smell of weed. Not my biggest thing. But when people walk by and they reek of it, it's like, it's disgusting. It's like, I don't want to be around that. So that's the other benefit of like Delta 8, Delta 9. Like, you don't have to smell like it. You just pop a gummy. Nobody would even know. That's what I told the guys who came over and did the demo when they came in reeking like weed. I was oh, like, really? you know what, guys? Yeah. You should try Delta 8. You should try At Delta 8. You wouldn't stink like weed. You don't smell like a stoner and a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a difference between Delta 8 and Delta 9? Yeah. The, we basically came out with Delta 9. We, we started carrying Delta 9 because a lot of states had already banned Delta 8, but they didn't ban Delta 9. Delta 9 is what's found specifically in THC and cannabis. Um, Josh knows a little bit more on this one than I do. Delta 8 is a synthesized version, still completely healthy, nothing wrong with it. And of course, I get people's like, well, you're not telling people about the side effects. Yeah, potential anxiety. That's That's literally it. Potential anxiety. So if you there's have, a lot of benefits that come oh, along with a, it. Yeah. I mean, go ahead, tell it. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's been studies that say it helps with Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you are hungover, it helps with a hangover. Oh, bro, you're not lying. Like, on that anxiety. One, yeah. It yep. does help with anxiety. Yep. And just overall relaxation. Oh, and, it's and pain management too. It's a godsend. I'll tell you, like when my wife went through her surgery last year, mm-hmm. she didn't take the pharmaceutical prescribed yeah. uh, medication. I remember you she, tell me about that. Yeah, she just took yeah. the Delta Eight to manage her pain. Mm-hmm. Remember Duke? Duke. Um, yeah. He did the same thing. Yeah, when he blew out both Duke, uh, Masterminds both, yeah. Duke, he blew out both of his legs doing squats. He was setting a record, blew them both out. And the same thing for him. He just took our Delta 8, didn't take any pain meds, non-addictive, no side effects except you get the munchies. Yeah. It's just like regular weed, but without the paranoia. I love that. We're on the website right now, shellshockcbd.com. Here's Delta 8. It says, Delta 8, what is it? Delta 8 THC is a compound that exists naturally in the cannabis plant, but it's available. In, it's only available in small amounts. Most of Delta 8 THC is available, is derived from the hemp plant. So you can check that out. We got the Delta 9 version as well. And then uh, we got Sharika Soul. She's over on Twitter. She's one of our newest uh, brand ambassadors. Um, she's been promoting it. And she hit me up. She goes, Duh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the CBO does wonders for menstrual cramps. Like, yeah, it does. That's one thing we haven't really marketed he- heavily on. Um, I'm not sure why. I guess we should start telling people. It's like, if you're a female and you have your cramps, you're, you're, you know, that time of the month, you should try the CBD oil. Like, my, my girlfriend loves it. Sheila, like, swears by it. Um, they, she takes it. Sharika is the same thing. Ladies, what have, uh, what have you got to lose? And Give we got the, uh, 4th of July sale coming up real soon. Yeah. 4th of July is coming up. We're going to be doing what, what we say? 20% off, 20% off. And then we're doing a lot of, uh, rewards. Yeah. Points oh yeah. Rewards well. points be like doubled. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think that starts t- tomorrow or it's tomorrow, the 28th. I'm not sure. I think it's, it's 26 the today. Yeah. I think it's the 20th. Man, this month is just, bro, blowing. it's blowing by blowing by. Oh, I finally got the shed finished. I got the shed finished in the backyard. Um, took me like two hours to do this Texas heat. Oh my, it's not even August. Right. It was a hundred and uh, like three yesterday. I'm not even sure what the heat index was. I sound like I'm old. Oh God. Yes, yeah. Feel it in my bones. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was blazing. It was blazing. Miserably hot. But I was out and I was like, I got to get my base tan down. So I was in some shorty shorts, shirtless. I'm getting nice and brown. So that way when I go to uh, Tulum, um, you know, I'm not going to look like the straight up cracker I am. You know, my legs still look pretty pasty white compared to Sheila's, but it's whatever it works. And then we decided, um, so um, we were going to do an Alaskan cruise in September. But the group that we always travel with, they're like, um, let's go to Peru. 
I'm like, okay. So I guess we're going in June, end of July, we're going to Machu Picchu for a week. So we're going to go do Machu Picchu, go do some touring around that area. And then come Christmas, I think we're going to spend it in Spain this year in Barcelona. There's a tango festival over there. So been getting all that done. Back porch concrete got poured, finished on that. I'm still waiting for the damn Perugula, the company I use. You know, I keep hitting them up and like, oh, we're, we're waiting. It's like, look, under the boy now where it's like, I'm about to cancel my order. You've, you know, we've been going at this for three months. You said you could build this. I'm still waiting. We got the concrete pour. We're ready. Like we're ready to go. But I built this new shed. I'm not sure. It's made out of this weird kind of um, <clears throat> plastic board. I'm not sure what you would really call it. Um, built that thing. It took me like two hours. And then I had to build a little uh, thing for the uh, chickens, a little, uh, what do you call it, ban- banister, because uh, they have to have that roost bar. Uh, put, I was I was really proud of it. I did like some some chicken wire underneath to catch all the droppings, but now everybody's saying use sand, because apparently sand is better than uh, shavings. So I'm going to have to try that. But just a little improvements around the house. Really excited for this program to be done, and that way we can have that. But the heat has just been unbearable. Oh, my God. Just unbearable. Yeah, this week is rough. You go outside, and it's just like hell. Somebody tell Greta. Somebody tell Greta. Ah, oh, my God. All right, folks. Let's get into it. We've done the preliminary. You know where we're You know where sponsors the show. And also, don't forget to check out 1920brand.com. 1920brand.com. We've got the uh, old-fashioned drink mix. Hopefully, you guys can check that out if you like. And we just released the ice cubes, the little round ball ice cubes. We got those on the site now. So, slowly scaling this company. Appreciate all your love and support there. And you know, now you can subscribe directly on Rumble. If you hit that subscribe button under the chat, you can actually fiscally subscribe to the show. We greatly appreciate that. It really means a lot. Uh, All right, let's get into it. Um, So, if you are watching the news over the weekend, now, I'm not going to lie. I was, this has been a great weekend for me. I was rarely on my phone. Um, I needed to get away from it because, again, the politics is just soul-sucking. Before I forget, tomorrow I'll be on Alex Stein 99, primetime with Alex Stein. I'll, I'll be on his show tomorrow over at Blaze Studios. Um, that'll be kicking off, I think, at 6 p.m. tomorrow. I'm not sure how that's going to go or, like, uh, what time they go live. They said be there at, like, 4.30 for uh, makeup. And then, man, they're they're professional over there. <laughs> we just come in and it's like, just sit out and shut up. I'm hungover. I'm going to walk in with eyeliner <laughs> lipstick on <laughs> Can you make me look like Johnny Depp in Pirates with the eyeliner, please? Uh, let's go for that look. It's, it's a problem here, mate. Every single time I come in here, I've got to get a drink and then just cuss somebody out randomly. Every single time. Um, we don't have that here at the Shell Shock Studio. We just come in and... I look sweaty and shiny. <laughs> Whatever. We should hire a makeup artist to, like, like before we start the shows, like, do our makeup. But I don't care. Yeah. I, I just don't care. Not that I'm knocking people to do. I'm just, yeah, that's not me. But anyway, that's going to be going down. But, uh, oh, bro, yeah, the heat has just been flat out miserable. But uh, there we go. All right, let me make sure this is good. We got that prime time, uh, Alex Stein coming up Tuesday. Uh, but anyway, like I said, I haven't really been on my phone, but I did catch the supposed coup in Russia. Did you see that? Yeah. Everybody. Like, oh, my God. Everybody in the government was just, like, drooling at the mouth. The war hawks were coming out. I was like, here we go. A coup in Russia. Here we go. We're going to get involved in this one. We're going to send troops, arm that coup. And the coup never happened. Did you think it was bullshit? Yeah, I don't know. I, You know, people were talking about that, how Putin could have been doing that as a sign to try and draw out the supposed traitors. I don't think so, because this makes look, the whole overall look of this does not make Putin look good. It means there's uh, animosity within the ranks. That's not good. It means he doesn't have full control, full and total control like he wants the world to believe. I don't think he staged this. I think this was real. But I think they also knew that it was, well, I mean, 
to be honest with you, there's a lot that I had questions about as far as the Wagner group. But to me, it was just one of those things of, um, I don't know. Let's read the article. There wasn't a coup, though. Yeah, I was even I was kind of like, man, uh, when you've got that type of an uprising from a Merck group, something's gone wrong. Like something's gone seriously wrong. They're probably, to my opinion, was like they're just tired of all the death and casualties. They made accusations towards Putin and the Kremlin talking about that the casualty numbers they're releasing are not accurate. It's way more. They're even saying that Ukraine's actually gaining ground back. I don't know. I don't believe it. And I, neither do I. I don't believe it either. I think there's something, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. It but, sounds like a reason to ask for billions and billions of more of our money. To me, well, anyway. Well, this is on the Russian side, not the Ukraine side. Ukraine has actually come out and saying that we've pushed forward 50 miles. Yeah, I don't taken, think that Ukraine is making any headway. You don't think so? No, I think they're getting slaughtered. Oh, I think so, too. I think, I think they're just yeah. telling us that Ukraine is making a push because they want more money. Yeah, that could be it. Well, I mean, hey, we got to work. a forever war. That's why you got to buy. That's why you got to pay for. You got to buy shell shock, folks. Our taxes that we pay into. I mean, we got to fund this war in Ukraine. It's our responsibility because Russia is just apparently really bad. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Belarus President Lukashenko emerges as a winner in the Russian Wagner clash. Vladimir Putin is known for his tight control over the news media in Russia. You see, that's that's where I was. Allu- I haven't even read this article yet, but I'm alluding to the fact that if Putin. Dictators like that don't want to appear as if they are not in full and total control because it causes doubt in the citizenry. When they see that, that's exploited as a weakness. I don't think Putin wanted this to happen. But um, his one-time ally, the Wagner Military Group founder, Yevgeny V. I don't know, is, is himself the owner of a conservative media outlet and a flamboyant showman on social media. But it was unlikely. It was an unlikely figure who emerged with a public relations victory in the wake of Mr. Prozin's mutiny. The longtime dictator of Belarus the neighboring country that is firmly in Moscow's orbit. The Belarusian leader, Alexander G. Lukashenko, is viewed largely as the Kremlin's docile satrap. But on Sunday, he took credit for brokering an agreement between Mr. Putin and Mr. Prozin, uh, averting a scenario that the Russian leader had compared to the civil war that followed the revolution of 1917. Now, Mr. Lukashenko, an international pariah, is trying to use the PR victory to burnish his credentials as a credible statesman, mediator, and above all, loyal ally to Mr. Putin. Late on Saturday evening, his fears were heightened over a potential clash between Wagner groups who were within 125 miles of Moscow and Russian soldiers. Mr. Lukashenko's press service issued an announcement. The Belarusian president had found an absolutely profitable and acceptable option to resolve the situation. Um, shortly thereafter, Mr. Prozin announced that a column of his fighters had ridden about 500 miles from southern Russia, was turning around and going home. As part of the deal, the criminal case opened against Mr. Prozin for organizing an armed insurrection would be dropped. Wagner groups would not face charges and Mr. Prozin would leave Russia for Belarus. The Kremlin spokesman said his whereabouts on Sunday was not known. Again, this is not something Putin wants. Putin doesn't want because it makes it basically makes Putin look like he negotiates with terrorists, even though these terrorists are private military contractors. Um Here's the other thing. Where are the Russians? Putin, Prozin, and Shigo still MIA after a botched coup. They talked about how Putin supposedly fled Moscow. They saw him flying on some uh, helicopters he normally uses. Uh, again, this is another reason to where this gives the optic of Putin is not in control. Not, or at least not in the sense that he's in full and total control. Like, again, a coup, not good. Saddam, again, if they uh, had things like this under Saddam, he would have crushed it crushed it in a heartbeat but when you've got a private military contractor group that's comprised of so much and has so much armament and you've got now what do they say 97 percent of your forces are fighting in ukraine you've basically just left yourself weak open you've you've diverted all of your forces into that area now russia i mean if you've played the game and i hate making such a very simplistic uh associate or example rather excuse me um if you played risk don't 
push your forces out so thin you've got nothing to defend the home front with. And apparently that's what Putin's done. It's a classic rookie mistake, but when you've thrown all of your forces into this war in Ukraine because you want it so bad, you've left yourself really exposed. But the prominent players in Saturday's dramatic Russian apparent failed coup attempt remain elusive days later, with even new videos of Defense Minister Shogoi uh, and President Putin being of unclear origin. Russian President Putin appeared to survive an attempted coup, or at least an armed effort to force the resignation of his defense minister, who was accused of corruption and incompetence on Saturday. But the key players in that intrigue appear to have actually broken, not broken cover since. Even during the events of the weekend, President Putin himself was little seen, only breaking cover to make a brief address to the Russian people on Saturday morning. I watched it. He talked about, like, you know, the Russian people stand strong, blah, blah, blah. Just the same verbiage used to say, you know, hey, it's like Baghdad Bob during the invasion of Iraq. It's like, nothing's wrong. Everything's okay. And then, like, buildings are exploding in the background. It's like, uh, I don't know about that, Bob. And then Bob goes missing. Putin had to do the same thing. You get up there, it's like, we are very good. Russia is united. We will crush this uh, parent coup. This is not Russian-like. And did you also see, speaking of, like, not criticizing one's government, did you see, um, oh, God, who was it? Uh, oh, freaking White House's DA. Damn it. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Not Eric Holder, not that piece of crap. Oh, what's his is face? Is it Merrick? Is it Garland? Garland. I think it's Garland, Garland. Where he talked about how criticizing the FBI is a threat to democracy, unpatriotic. Did you see that? He came out yeah. and said this. I believe it was him that said this. Did y'all see this? This guy comes out there and he's like, to criticize a government organization is a threat to democracy. It's like, do you... Do you, do you actually listen to the words in your head before you actually say them? Do you actually listen to what you say? To criticize to criticize a government entity is not democratically sound? Bro, you're lucky you're like you even have a job. I, I think that's just insane to me. They would even make that comparison. It's like it's it's unpatriotic to criticize one's government. Do you know how America was founded? Huh. The same, the same dude back there had been like, hey, it's not it's not democratically responsible to criticize the British government for taxing us without representation. That's, you just don't do that. You just you don't do that. It's not nice. We should be we should be grateful to our British oppressors. Even though we're over here in these these colonies kind of working our asses off, doing our own thing, but we get taxed, we gotta pay it to England, and then we get no say so in their parliament. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Okay. I don't know. That's just crazy to me. Don't criticize your government. Oh, what a world. What a world we live in. It's not surprising. Of course, they want complete, complete fealty to the government. Complete loyalty. Don't you dare criticize this government. If you do, you're a bad person. Get in line with the state. Think like us. Be a good sheep. Pay your taxes. Don't buck the system. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Wagner fears wounded Putin could launch purges like never seen before, UK official. Even though this coup failed, don't you think for a second Putin will not carry out assassinations on those that helped it? He 100% will. Oh, yeah. Folks, you know, I think people kind of forget what it was like during the days where if, like, you were a thug, a uh, dictator, whatever the case may be, there's a set of rules and principles you have to abide by to make sure that you retain your seat in power. One of the biggest ones is you eliminate any and all potential enemy, enemies, even if they're blood. Even if they're blood. Go back through the line of procession of kings and queens, things such as that. Anyone that was a potential threat to the throne that could have some type of claim to it, they disappear. 
This is not new. Putin is a dictator. Putin sees potential. I mean, a Wagner group of mercenaries coming up, threatening a coup. Oh, he's got he's got people eliminated left right, and their families probably. You think the gulag was hurting on people at this point? Oh, well, they probably won't even make it. They're dead. Do you they think are, they tried again? No. I think after this, like Putin is going to destroy these people. I think he's good. Oh my God. The KGB is going to be putting in for overtime after this one. It's yeah. Wagner fears wounded Putin could launch purges like never seen before. UK official uh, Russian president Vladimir Putin feels mortally wounded by the weekend's military mutiny, risking purges like we've never seen before. And even the possibility of a full scale collapsed Russia, according to UK officials. This is the problem with a lot of these officials out there. They take these statements and they just make them make the most grandiose statements there are. It's like, well, it could be the end of democracy. It's like, come on, like be realistic with this. So when they think it could be the collapse, of, it's not the collapse of Russia. This is not the collapse of Russia. Alicia Kearns, the chairman of the UK's Foreign Affairs Select Committee, told LBC Radio that the attempted coup by the powerful Wagner Group over the weekend created a really dangerous inflection point. The risk of a collapsed Russia is not insignificant. She warned the country of the world's largest nuclear arsenal. We don't know how far Putin will go to keep power, but let's consider it to be significant. If he's successful, he will see purges, I think, like we've never seen before, the senior politician said. She also warned that what could come next could be a lot... There are no good options here, and I think we should really be worried, she said. Uh, I think Putin is going to just retain control. He's going to grab the reins. He's going to tighten them even harder. He's going to remove certain people. He's going to have them assassinated. This was a bad—again, I, I really don't think Putin staged this. I think he staged the attacks on the Kremlin to draw in Russian support over this war in Ukraine. I think he staged a few things for propaganda purposes. This doesn't benefit him. It just doesn't. This makes Putin look weak. The fact that you don't have control over this and the fact they were on their way to Moscow— I saw videos that Russian armies were destroying roads leading to Moscow to prevent these Wagner mercenary groups from going in there. It did not look good. It did not look good. Doesn't make Putin look like I said, like he's in control, but no one believes that Prezgan is going to Belarus and live out his life quietly there. Yeah, I, I, even I'm kind of like, that dude's dead. He is dead. A lot of people are going to get paid, and there's going to be a few people dead. Putin is mortally wounded, but I don't think anyone can say Putin is finished, Kieran's warned, saying that the revolt has raised questions about the whole-scale stability of the country. There is nothing more that Putin hates than a traitor. Kieran said the UK government knew for a few days that something was coming, suggesting that other dark forces were involved in Russia, given how Putin appeared to have been blindsided by the revolt. Did Russian intelligence not believe that he, Prozigan, was capable of marching on Moscow, or did they lie to Putin because they were scared of him, Kieran's asked. Uh, senior UK government sources also told the Times of London that the West must prepare for a whole range of different scenarios. The biggest mistake that the Wagner group made is you didn't finish. Not because I don't like Putin. It's just that Putin's one of those guys, if, you, if you're going to do a coup or an assess, whatever, you either follow it through or you get out of Dodge because now he's coming back after you. Like Putin, he's a vengeful dude. Don't even get it twisted. This guy will come after everything you love and you. The fact that they negotiated this deal... It's to push pause on this, and then Putin's going to push play once he's got the guns trained on who's responsible. Yeah. I guarantee they're gone. They're done. Putin does not play around like that. When a dictator is threatened to that level, it's complete annihilation. And you think you see it bad now. Putin's, oh, my God. But this is all going to be top secret stuff, I guarantee. People are going to go missing. It's like, hey, whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. You know. Um, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. You'll just uh, break rocks and gulag and shut face. We have to wait and watch to see what comes next, another said. This could be a chapter of something new. I don't think so. I don't think it's anything new. I think you had the opportunity and it's gone. 
But there was something that did concern me is that the evil you know. Now, the Wagner group is ran. There are some people in there that are just flat out, all out Nazis. Like, I'm not saying that, like, everybody out of likes a Nazi, like liberals like to do. These dudes are Nazis. These guys believe in the, the fight. These guys are diehards. So, even though Putin is not very well liked, if these dudes had taken control, I don't even know if they would have taken control. You overthrow Putin, who's next? Who, who are they putting in power? You're not going to have a PMC group. That's not a governmental or, uh, agency. You have to put somebody in charge. It's like, so who are they put in charge? And the evil you know, I don't know. There's just uh, there's so much speculation out there, but even I'm kind of like, you know, the, like the anarchist in me is just like, I like seeing where this is going. Let it all burn. Just just let it all burn. <laughs> that sounds horrible to say. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, Karen said she would just urge caution from those hoping to see the back of Putin, noting that history has taught that military coup uh, typically end with some sort of military far-right extreme rule. John Foreman, the former British defense attache in Moscow, told the UK Times that Progresin toppling Putin would actually be the worst-case scenario. He said, I didn't even read this article yet, and I kind of agree with that. you got to be careful what you wish for, he said. Progresin is not some sort of liberal, peace-loving Democrat. He's a fascist. He's, excuse me, he's a fascist. Put a fascist in power. You think government extremism is like bad then? Oh my God. You look at so you look at, for example, China's social credit score and put that on steroids. China in terms of uh in, this is just my opinion. China in terms of fascism, it's bad. But when it comes to Russia, I, I don't know which one's worse. Like I really don't. I think Russia's probably worse. You think so? I think so. I don't know. You don't think so? I think it's China. I think it's China? You know, did you see more economically? able to do more oh china yeah oh yeah i agree with that absolutely but it's just like i wonder in terms of like silencing their own citizenry um controlling the citizens through fear-mongering i don't know i I really don't to me it's china between china and then russia okay i don't know i just think that Uh, they they got a point maybe north korea is number one (laughs) north korea is up there with kim jong-un doing his own thing that's a good point but i'm just talking about comparison like I, i i don't know i know i wouldn't want to live there I really wouldn't want to. I really wouldn't want to live there. But nope. we'll see what happens. I just think some people are going to disappear, and uh, that'll be it. That'll be it. But we'll see. But yeah, I was watching that one. I was like, if this happens, holy cow! Vladimir Putin overthrown in a coup. That should give a lot of hope for Americans. Where it's like, look, if they can do it with Putin, um, just saying. I'm just saying. Because our government, as you know, Hunter Biden. Slap on the wrist. Called that one. Have you seen that? It's such a joke. It's ridiculous. Slap on the wrist. Some tax evasion or some tax fraud stuff. A gun gun charge. They're barely even going to touch him on. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, his father, calls for all these gun bans, all this other stuff. And then your 50-year-old son, who's a crackhead, gets busted. And what happens? Just a little meeker slap on the wrist. Folks, that's why you can't take this government seriously. That's why you can't take the Department of Justice serious. Nothing. It's all corrupt. It is all corrupt. The president's son, like you talk about the very premise of nepotism. This is it right here. Like this is literally it. Had that like major to George, y'all see this? Uh, major to I think I said his name right. Uh, he was arrested because I think he was in Philly and he had a gun on him. He wasn't using it, but they they arrested him for some. I think I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but Hunter Biden caught with a gun, yada yada yada, slap on the wrist, nothing, hardly anything, probably a little bit of probation, maybe a little fine, and everybody, 
Everybody in his little echo chamber came out there in defense of him, blaming it on addiction. Oh, these bleeding heart liberals. The double standard that you possess is just, quite honestly, it's impressive. People were coming out there's like, instead of like this being about taxes and guns, I think this illustrates a bigger point of just what addiction can do to families. Yeah. Weren't they making they fun be of president. Don Trump Jr. saying that he was hooked on cocaine or for him Donald or Trump? Would, no, he's, he used to say that uh, Trump Jr. was on uh, cocaine and Donald Trump was on cocaine. And Oh, yeah. Without any evidence. Look, here, me, uh, here Hunter's thing, like, like holding crack pipes with yeah. hookers, weighing crack, yeah. arguing about how much the crack weighs. President's son. Yeah. They went after Donald Trump for everything. Uh, not Every, to mention the $10 Baron million dollars in bribes that they got. But or that Biden. text message that they have. Yeah. Oh, the FBI, Peter Strode. I mean, there's just so much you can unpack on that one. But to me, this this sends a clear message that it's just kind of like you cannot take this government seriously. I mean, no, not that we ever criminals. did or anything. <laughs> not that we ever did. But yeah, but people were talking about the whole sub thing, you know, the lost sub. That news broke. But then we saw media barely really touch the Hunter Biden story. I mean, some did. I mean, Fox covered it. I saw a lot of people. But I did see more attention being diverted towards the the sub. But, you know, we talked about the Hunter Biden thing, too. And, you know, a lot of people felt like that that story was uh, made up to distract. It's like, I don't think so. I think that. The sub? Yeah, I think. The, I, don't think I think what a. Didn't the Navy have some sort of sonar that they heard the yeah. implosion. Uh-huh. Uh, For those that don't know, yes. Before. Yes, the Navy had a sonar. It basically detects enemy submarines. They actually claim they heard the implosion. The sub, they found the debris, it's been proven, imploded due to it was below uh, crushing pressure. And it's basically what happened. And they said the Navy heard about this like two or three days prior, but didn't say anything until finally they found the debris. And then they said, oh, by the way, it's like, but why were you holding back on announcing that? Now, it could have been because it could have been because they were they were waiting to coordinate this effort to take away from the Hunter Biden thing. Or it's because like, look, we don't want to, like, put the carrots before the horse. We're not 100 percent certain. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with they wanted to worst case scenario. Yeah. Okay. same makes sense. But I found that I found that very interesting. But, I mean, it only serves as a distraction, folks, if you allow it to be a distraction. You know, and, and realistically speaking, the way you get news out about stuff is when you post about it on social media. When you see the Hunter Biden thing, I post about it. I, I would expect to see other people post about it, too. So when people say, well, what if it's a distraction? Well, then don't let it be a distraction and post about what the news should be covering. Let other people see this. That's how it spreads. You know, Josh will post something. I'll see it, repost, whatever the case may be. That's how you get the word out. That's how you kind of circumvent MSM. The MSM, or specifically the White House, is going to push a narrative. The other MSM outlets are going to chew that up. They're going to love it because Fox is no different than CNN. Don't get it twisted. But it comes down to you, you, the individual internet user, what you post. It comes down to that. But yeah, I found that very interesting how um, the Navy covered it up. And this is another question that I I really was kind of mulling over in my head very briefly because I don't have a very large brain. So when a a thought comes in, it bounces around the echo chamber for like once, once or twice, and then it's just completely gone because, you know, there's just so much other worthless crap up there. But the biggest thing I've, I've taken away from this or taken away, excuse me, is that they already said we spent millions in deploying Coast Guard, Navy to search for the sub. That's our money. So you had billionaires going out on an unsafe sub, went to go to visit Titanic to to run a cruise ship, and then the American taxpayer just got billed millions of dollars to go out there and look for these idiots. I'll say it. The sub captain, the CEO, he's an idiot. He was an idiot, rather. Excuse me. 
there's more and more reports, like more people are coming out talking about how that sub should never been. It was unsafe, yada, yada, yada. But I automatically love how people in the comments like, you know, where's the government oversight? Uh, no, no, it's sorry. That's just, that's just a no. There should be no government oversight, but there also should be no government rescue. They were also in international waters. I don't agree with sending our people over there for something so stupid. I just don't. That's that's taxpayer money fund. I cannot agree with that. You took the risk. You paid 250 G's to go down there. That's on you. Sorry. That's on you. It would be different if, say, for example, they were in a foreign country that got taken hostage. That's different. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about Brittany Grenier either. Like They should have left her to rot. Him, excuse me. But I'm sorry. You, go, you pay 250 G's. You know, there was like, what, six of them? Minus the captain, five. 250 grand a pop. That's well over a million dollars. So these guys, there was a pool of over a million dollars to take this one sub ride down to go visit the remains of Titanic. And then we spent, as a government, a couple million to go, to go look for them. By the way, not rescue them either. They were already dead. I'm... I'm <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. Why would you get on that little submarine? And I mean, it just seems so insane. Uh, it didn't look safe. No, but there was a video that circulated. Um, or excuse me. Hold on. Let me push pause on that one. You know, there. <laughs> uh, people are stupid. There is apparently a body of a white corpse that washed ashore. Um, I forget which country it was. And this lady tweets this out and goes, could this be one of those from the, the sub? And it's like, the sub imploded. Do you, do you not know what that means? That all of the flesh and bone that was inside that little Coke can got disintegrated. It got crushed into pulp. They're nothing. Like that sub, they talked about like within like the millionths of a second that this happened. It was like the temperature heated up to well over the, the, the temperature of the sun's surface and imploded. It's like there was nothing left of them. It was like a red, that's it. Now, sounds horrible, but they didn't feel much pain. For a brief moment, they felt everything and then nothing. That was it. They felt regret. Um, yeah, for like a millionth of a second, like, oh, done, done. That was it. Why did we come down here? So, no, people are tweeting out, it could have been one of the, the people that died on the sub. Explain to me. Like, imagine having like this massive trash compactor. And all it does is squishes the trash together to like, like using these massive machines, hydraulic machines. Okay. Explain to me how a body survives that. It doesn't, it's impossible. So these people tweeting out these things, and it went viral. Yeah. The North story makes a good point. It's a great way to fake your death. Potentially. Yes. Potentially. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I wouldn't put anything past anybody nowadays. But why would you fake your death? Like who? Like they, it couldn't be all of them. It had to be one person. If they, if somebody's gonna fake a death, it's not the entire group. You had a 19 year old with his father on that thing. I don't know. I think maybe one person was trying to fake their death. I don't know. Either way, we got we got stuck with a bell for a couple million to go find them when we actually didn't. Even though the Navy already knew. There's something rotten in the state of Denmark, folks. It's the Bidens. It's the Bidens. And it's the Bidens. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Man, first, folks, first it was electric mowers. Then it was heaters, gas heaters. Then it was it was gas stoves. 
Well, step aside, because now there's a new enemy in town. And of all places, New York City. Listen to this. How many people, how many people in the chat do we have listening that are from New York? Now, I love New York. I think New York, the city is great. Manhattan's great to visit. The politics are garbage. But I love, uh, the city that never sleeps, I love it. I love going to go visit my family up in Staten Island Like when I go up there. But if you're from New York, one of the biggest things New York is known for is the pizza. When you go to New York, and I will, be, I will die on this hill, nobody beats New York-style pizza. Chicago, deep dish, that's not pizza. That's a pasta bowl. It's a bread bowl with pasta sauce and a little bit of cheese. That ain't pizza. You know what my favorite pizzas is? What? Detroit style. Never had Detroit. It's like in a 8x8 uh, eight eight, uh, pan. Mm-hmm. It's, man, it's so good. It has like all the crispy edges. I love making it. Well, I tell you all that to tell you this. New York City tells coal, wood oven pizzerias to cut carbon emissions by 75%. You're going to tell small business owners, New York pizzerias, the staple of New York culture, to reduce carbon emissions by 75% making pizza. Get out of here, you small businesses. Get out of here. Who are, these, who are these guys? Who are these guys? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like you're, it's like going, I, I, what's the comparison on this? How stupid do you have to be? Cut your emissions by 75%? How do you intend on making them do that? How, how is a business supposed to do that? New York City has told pizzerias that use that use coal or wood-burning ovens to slice their carbon emissions by 75% or else face hefty fines. Folks, do you see why you don't need a government? Do you see why? Because of stuff like this. They want to ban in California gas-powered vehicles by 2030, 2035, yet their grid can't even handle the fact of what they've already got, yet they're going to put more people on electric vehicles but yet, to a supply set electricity, you've got to use coal-burning plants. So when you increase more electrical usage, you have to increase the size of coal said coal-burning plants, which also create emissions. Can somebody explain this to me like I'm stupid or a Democrat? Same thing. Explain this to me. I would wonder what makes what creates more emissions. Uh, a couple million people using gas-powered vehicles or major coal plants powering said electronic grids to charge electronic vehicles with batteries dug up from natural resources over in Africa by children. Oh, what a tangle web we weave. <laughs> it makes no sense. You know, natural people are, excuse me, uh, like recyclist type hippies are out there kind of like, oh, it's a circle of life. Like actually it's not. It all leads back to natural burning resources derived from the ground. I just... So, yeah, in the Rumble chat, they're talking about, like, now they're going to have to use uh, microwave pizza in New York, which... Mm, delicious. Delicious. It's so crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I love a nuked New York pizza. It's so good. Mm. Our face hefty fines. Now, it's like they're trying to drive every small business out of that right? city. Exactly. You're like, what the hell? I, I'm just, I'm confused on this. So you're, you're telling me that coal and wood burning is so horrible for the environment. So what are the alternatives? No pizza? You're, it, it, dude, this comes back to like basic communism. You're going to be broke and you're going to be like it. You're going to be satisfied. And you're like, hey, standing in the bread lines, we get to socialize, right? It's a good thing. It's a good thing, folks. That comes on the heels of them saying that nobody's trying to take away your gas stoves. Or your guns, yeah. right? Yeah. Nobody's trying to take away your gas. Yeah. Okay. 
Not only is communism great for socializing, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but it's great for those that are needing to cut some weight. Why? Because there's no fucking food. You get to stand in line because, you know, government controlled everything is just so great in America. So great. Bread lines are good. Bread lines are good. Let me tell you, Brett, every time I worked in that communist thing, I got thrown out, but it was great camaraderie. Great camaraderie. Bernie Sanders, folks. Ted Timber, spokesman for the New York City Department of Environmental Protection, confirmed the new rules on Sunday. When is it kicking into effect? All New Yorkers deserve to breathe healthy air. <laughs> You're in the city, man. What are you talking about healthy air? You have rats on the subway, and this is your primary concern? Pizza ovens. Really? These people are idiots. Idiots. All New Yorkers deserve to breathe I got to, all New Yorkers deserve to breathe heavy air and wooden coal-fired stoves are among the largest contributors of harmful pollutants in neighborhoods with poor air quality. Really? You're telling me it's the stoves. It has nothing to do with anything else pollution-wise. It's the gas-powered stoves for the pizzerias. <laughs> Fake news in the Rumble chat says tourists uh, say, uh, hey, where's the best place for New York pizza? And everybody's going to say Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, what the hell? Telling New York, uh, I'm I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss on this one. You just, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. Um... This, this common sense rule developed with restaurant and environmental justice groups requires a professional review of whether installing emissions controls is feasible. It's not. But don't you love these groups that come out there? These are communists. They're, they're communists at core, saying that we have the right to clean air, blah, 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 and then we should adjust accordingly, and every business should adhere to what we say because we're for the rights of us, non-business owners, pay very little in taxes, contribute very little to society. You're just like banging the war drum for these supposed, these good causes you have that are thought up in this brain tank of idiots. Never in my life have I seen so many people that do so little, contribute so less, demand so much. Like these are the wastes of our society. The absolute disgusting wastes. According to the New York Post, the new rule will likely require pizzerias with pre-2016 ovens to pay upwards of $20,000 to install air air filtration systems, which include continued maintenance costs. Under the mandate, restaurants with coal and wood-fired ovens must hire an engineer architect to assess the feasibility of installing emissions controls over devices to achieve a 75% reduction in particulate emissions. If this report concludes that a reduction of 75% or more cannot be achieved or that no emission controls can be installed, it must in, or excuse me, it must identify any emission controls that could provide a reduction of at least 25% or an explanation for why no emission controls can be installed. The restaurant will be allowed to apply for a variance or waiver, but must provide evidence to prove a hardship. Hey, you want to go get an $85 slice of pizza? <laughs> <laughs> microwave no less how many pizza places do you think are in new york city oh my god uh, thousands Thirty-two thousand. really 30 30- there's like an estimate shut up 30 30- good lord now imagine how many of them are gonna have to jump through hoops now, now let me just let me back up here real quick i would imagine the pizzerias don't make a lot of profit it's a yeah it's a small it's a small market that's why i would never get into that was my favorite market. job growing up i worked at Several pizza places, yeah. like the mom and pop pizza places. Yeah, but the 
I don't see millionaire. So, yeah, yeah, I don't see millionaire except if you feel like the Domino's owner who's dropping the yeah. M-bomb and stuff like that. You're like, a, or Papa John's, Papa excuse John. me. But even say, he didn't even say it in a racist way, he just used it in a conversation, apparently. Like, oh my God, that's racist. Like, the black people like, say like, a joke or something. What was it? No, he was he was doing a briefing. Or he was doing like a company briefing. He said the word. And I was like, oh my God, you can't even say it. And it's like, uh, no, you can't. It's just the context. But, you know, because black people do it all the time. And apparently it's okay when they do it. But, uh, but 32,000. That's a lot of businesses. That's a lot of bit. And every time I go to a pizzeria in New York, there's at least three to four people behind that counter working nonstop. You yeah. figure two shifts. So I would say, let's just see on average, your common pizzeria employs four to six people, you know, four to six. Let's just go, we'll go, we'll, we'll go conserve. Let's just say four. What's four times 32,000. Let me look this up. Pull up my calculator app. Let's just say four times 32. That's 128,000 jobs. 128,000 jobs. Get out of here. Get you. out of here, you pollutant. Your pizza pollutants, sons of bitches. Who do you think you are pollutant our air? Giving us that delicious tasting New York pizza with so much cheese, a little tomato sauce, the mozzarella right there, just dust slathering all over that bad boy, just dripping off the pie. Oh, good Lord. But yeah, you better microwave that, you pollutant sons of bitches. I'm telling you, all those places will probably move down to Tennessee, Florida, Texas. They'll have no choice. That, yeah. or they'll just go tits up, close the joint, and go work someplace else. And then you've just basically hit the pizza market. But, you know, I get the feeling, though, there's going to be engineers that are going to be on the take. Be like, hey, you know, you pay us this amount of money. We'll yeah. give you that hardship form. Folks, there's workarounds for everything. And it always costs money. Somebody's hand's getting greased. And you get the uh, little document from the government saying, hey, you're exempt. Just another way. To me, it seems like this is a grift for more money for the government to raise. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you can get this hardship thing, but it's going to cost you a thousand dollars. And then the pizza owner's mind's going to be like, "Well, uh, I didn't have to pay the twenty-five thousand to get this whole thing redone, so I'd happily pay a thousand dollars." I'm just spitballing here, folks. Just spitballing. It's crazy. Uh, most pizzerias from Dark Sapphire says most pizzerias here in New York are family-owned. If they can't afford this new stupidity, they will lose their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the government doesn't care. You know, I could have swore the government was there to protect and serve the people. Right? It's kind of like what the police force is supposed to do. Another government agency, whether it's state level, city, whatever municipality you live in. Isn't that their job? Isn't that what they're elected to do? But now that government comes in and says, oh, by the way, for your own good, we're shutting you down because you're polluting the earth with your, your wood-burning stoves. With your delicious smelling pizza. Delicious smelling pizza. Big garbage out of here buddy of mine, Dan, is over in Italy and he sends me this video. I posted it to my Instagram. Goes to this Italian restaurant and on the pizza portion of the menu, it was there. Pineapple on the pizza. In Italy, your honor, the defense rests. All of you, every single one of you listening to my beautiful, beautiful toned voice, you can apologize now. Yeah, that's right. I was right. I called it even in Italy, even Italia, the motherland. Actually, was Italy that invented pizza? I think it was France. Was it France? I think so. No, France isn't good for that. I they think it is, yeah. They invented the baguette. I'm pretty sure it was France. No, that, uh... no. There's no way it was France. I heard an American invented. Hold on. Yeah, Who you can look it up. invented pizza? 
And then you can apologize. Rafael Esposito, the first ever pizza was in, in Italy, March 11th, 1889. The pizza was created by the Italian baker, Rafael Esposito. Really? I thought it was France. He made it in honor of Queen Margarita. Wait, what? Margarita? Oh, shut up. It's real. Queen Margarita. Is that where the, mar- the margarita pizza? I'm just wondering where the margarita came from. Who invented the margarita? Uh, Carlos Danny Herrera. One of the most prevalent stories is that Carlos Danny Herrera developed the drink at his Tijuana area restaurant, Rancho La Gloria, around 1938. As the legend goes, Herrera dreamed up the cocktail for one of his customers, an aspiring actress named Marjorie King, who was allergic to all hard alcohol other than tequila. Oh, I got that wrong. Even still. Even still. Crazy to me, though. We got terrorists. We got Southern border wide open. But New York, this is what you're worried about. Yeah, Hobo says you should be sent to a FEMA camp if you like pineapple on your pizza. Well, Hobo can suck I disagree. You know, I, I like pineapple. I like I pineapple, pineapple ham. pizza is amazing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Let's not go overboard with the ham. Let's, let's cool it. Canadian bacon's just fake bacon. The Canadians can't do anything right these days. Oh, my God. Sheila was talking about eating healthy. She's like, how would you feel about turkey bacon? I was like, how would you feel about us breaking up? How would you feel about it? Hot slap across the face. Jesus, I'm not going domestic violence. It was more like you go your way, I go mine. My God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> we don't say the quiet part out loud, John. No, I'm kidding. I was only kidding. I can't do turkey bacon. I'm sorry. I yeah, tried I turkey bacon. No, even Canadian bacon. What the hell is this? Canadians, snow Mexicans. Get your head out of your freaking snow filled ass. What is no? You have to have it on. Uh, what is it? Eggs Benedict, Canadian bacon. Oh, no, I'm not going to go regular bacon. Eggs, ugh. Even the name, even the name implies Benedict Arnold on bacon. You can't do this. Iconic pizzerias with coal or wood ovens that should be subject to the new rule include Lombardo's in Little Italy, Arturo's in Soho, and John's of Bleecker Street in Greenwich Village. Paul Giannoni, owner of Pauly's G's, told the Post that the filtration system can be a big expense and a huge hassle with a few upsides. Oh, yeah, it's a big expense, said Giannoni. It's not just the expense of having it installed. It's the maintenance. I got to pay somebody to do it, to go up there every couple of weeks and hose it down and, you know, do the maintenance. My neighbors are much happier. I had a guy coming in for years complaining that the smoke was, you know, going right into his apartment, and I haven't seen him since I got the scrubber installed, he added. Up to 100 restaurants could be affected by the new rule. Uh, one restaurant told the Post that some business owners have been trying to go negotiate a grandfather clause. Only 100? It's got to be now. It's got to be over 100. There's no way. No way. You mean to tell me all these family-owned pizzeria joints prior to were, like, created, like, post-2016? No. No. Come on. Come on. Um, he also stressed the filtration system, which will drastically affect the quality and taste of the product. Well, then I'm just adamantly against it. Screw Greta. I don't care. I mean, come on, folks. Do we really want to preserve this earth? Look, we've got degenerates in the LGBT calling for pedophilia now. Like, do we really want to preserve this for our legacy? We've lost. Mankind is doomed. Sodom and Gomorrah took over. God's about to wipe this earth clean. And thank God. No pun intended. Can I at least have good tasting pizza before we get to that level? I know, man. This is an unfunded mandate, and it's going to cost us a fortune, not to mention ruining the taste of pizza, destroying uh, pizza, destroying the product. The anonymous business owner said, if you fuck around with the temperature in the oven, you change the taste. That It literally says fuck in this article. I love this. That's like the classic. If you fuck around with this, 
You over there, you fucking around with the temperature of the oven. You change the taste. That pipe, that chimney, is that size to create the perfect updraft. Keeps the temperature perfect. It's an art, much as a science. You take it away, you char the thing, makes pizza, you taste great, you kill it. You fucking kill it, Paulie. You kill it. What are you doing? What are you doing? This never would have happened if Tony Soprano hadn't died. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. And for what? You really think you're changing the environment with these eight or nine pizza ovens he added? Gioni disagreed with that assertion, or excuse me, assertion, telling the Post that filtration systems will not affect the taste. Oh, I'm betting it will. I'm betting it will. If someone is trying to say that putting the scrubber in changes the flavor of the pizza, they're just trying to save themselves $20,000. Uh, well, yeah. I find it, you know, this is what I love about it. It's like American Shaman, for example. We, we compete with them in the CBD world. They are way more expensive than us. But American Shaman, we're one of their biggest competitors, but they're also franchised out across the, the country. But American Shaman, the CEO, I remember him coming out talking about that there should be more regulations on Delta 8, Delta 9, and CBD. Well, you've already made it. You're a multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar company. You can afford to take a hit like that if, say, for example, we were in an, uh, an operating area where we had to install some type of filtration system. You can afford it. Mom and pop businesses cannot. So naturally, these bigger businesses are going to support this. Why? Because it eliminates the competition. That's why large-scale corporations, Walmart, Target, things like that, anytime something comes down the pipeline that is in that kind of direction to where it costs a lot of money and the mom and pop business can't afford it, oh, they're all for it. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? Eliminate the competition. You're paying like, so for example, this idiot, this, this excuse me, Gioni dude, is like, ah, oh, just faking it. You can't afford 20000 Ah, It's for the good of the environment. Do it. This dude doesn't give a shit about the environment. What he cares about is that now more people are going to go to his place. He's going to make more money. All he has to do is pay $20,000 to do it. I would do it if I was him. Sure. But people don't see that side of it. It's like, ah, it's for the environment. It's not for the environment. You're trying to eliminate your competition. It's ridiculous. This is, again, another reason why government should not be getting involved. The governments hate small businesses. Breitbart News reported this May, New York became the first state in the nation to ban natural gas and other fossil fuels in new buildings. Look, we're not trying to take away people's gas stoves, but, but we're, we're going to ban them. We're going to ban them. <laughs> all right. We're stop not stop spreading lies. Yeah, we're just going to ban your guns. It's all We're not going to ban them, but we're banning them. Oh, my God. That's okay? just ridiculous, You guys man. are crazy for thinking that. They're crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Titan's submersible recovery efforts continue with help of remotely operated vehicles. At your expense, folks, Massachusetts-based company called in to help find Titan submersible continues to assist. With What's to recover? Yeah. like I'm sorry, but why? It imploded. They weren't Americans. There, there weren't Americans on there, right? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Was the CEO American? I don't know. Honestly, I don't even care. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Sad and tragic, yeah. but I mean, what are you going to do? I'm sorry. I mean, come on now. Like you pay 250 grand to roll the dice. And again, you came back with snake eyes. When you're, you're going to the Titanic, you know, that's a dangerous, you're going in a mini submersible. Like think about this for a second, folks say like you were a billionaire and you had the money to do this, but you also had at your disposal the ability to research just how dangerous this is. If you think I'm getting into a miniature submarine and guy diving down like three hours, you better believe I'm going to be looking and researching everything I can to see, is this the safest thing to do? And the answer to that is a resounding no, it is not. You know, for me, as soon as I saw a uh, PlayStation remote control to, to steer it, I'd be like, mm, I don't know that I want to gamble with my life. Well, I mean... 
I don't know. They said they want to recover the, that Logitech controller. I don't think it made it. I think that's a spoof. I don't think it's real. Unless, because the front portion of the uh, the sub was glass, the glass little rounded sphere at the front. So unless as that thing imploded, that glass shattered and the controller just shot out the front, I think it's a fake image of that controller. Because apparently yeah. there's a controller sir, circulating, a picture of a controller on the bottom of the seafloor. I don't think that's real. And it didn't have a scratch on it. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> Chaz says the price to tour the Titanic wreck, 250000 The price to join the wreck, priceless. I don't know. I don't know. What kind of insurance do you think they had on that thing? That's a good question. That, that's, that's the real questions we should be asking. Uh, how do I already have like six down votes on our Rumble video? What the hell have we talked about that people don't like? Six down votes? What? I don't know. I don't know. People are going to hate me for whatever. I don't care. Well, folks, now they're actually saying this. We're coming for your children. New York drag marchers chant omnius message at pride event. Uh, I think, I don't know if I shared this video yet. Listen, or not. we're not coming from your children, but we're coming for your children. Okay. We're not coming. We're just going to come in your children. That's what we really want. That's what they, that's what they want to be saying. LGBT activists in the annual drag march on Friday in New York city shouted a troubling message regarding children across the nation. I've watched this video. Well, and I'll let you listen to it folks. Um, during this march, there was a certain group of people that literally started chanting this. This was not the surrounding audience. It was them. And then one woman in the crowd heard it and realized what was they were saying, and she quickly tried to change it. Yeah, she knew. It. She was with them. You know, they all look like fruitcakes. But she heard that, and she's like, oh, God, we don't say the choir. And then she tried changing the chant so they can get people to stop saying we're coming for your children. They literally said, you'll listen to the video. They literally said, we're coming for your children. As Pride Month comes to a close, and thank God, Oh, my God. Can we just ban it, please? Oh. Uh, at the annual drag march on Friday in New York City, shouted a troubling message regarding children across the nation. As Pride Month comes to a close, the participants marched through Tompkins Square Park in the East Village while chanting to the New York, the New York Post reported Saturday. Video footage shows the flamboyantly dressed crowd moving through the area, and a woman among the group appears to be topless. New York City marchers chant, we are here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. Folks, I'm going to let you listen to what they actually say. You can hear it for yourself. Let me pause it real quick. Hold on. Turn up the volume. Okay. Sorry if this is too loud. But, uh, yeah, again, folks, look. You look at these people. These are degenerates. You got a dude in a trash can or a trash bag. He's got eyeshadow on wearing some kind of weird. These folks... These are the social outcasts of our society. They've come together, and this is their little group. This is their group of people. This is the only people that accept them, and they use sexuality as kind of like the medium that binds them all together. Now, they're marching here. Man, there's got to be thousands in this march. Listen to what they say. Now, notice this lady right here that I'm pointing out. She's in the black dress. Her hair is kind of put up in a symbol. Watch how she's she listens to when they say this, and then she tries to change what they're chanting. Watch. Well, never mind. No, she didn't. For some reason, in the video, original video I watched, I thought it looked like she was trying to change it. 
but let's listen to it again. You hear that guy? We're coming for your children. This, you know, this they is keep what letting get married is created. They keep saying it's not about sexuality. It's not about sexuality. It's about love. And here, this is all about sexuality. All right, yeah. you're not walking around with your, yeah. you know, saggy titties hanging out. Or Which is there? It's in the video. There's a lot of butt guy, yeah. cheeks hanging out for kids to see. You're twerking on the street in front yeah. of kids. It's all about yeah. sexual debauchery. Oh, 100%. Okay? It's all about sodomy. Look, that's, that's all it is, is about what they can stick in their assholes. Yeah. Look at these people. Look, they're relatively unhealthy. They're not very attractive. They're social outcasts. Uh, these people, this is what they do. They stick together because why? Nobody else wants to deal with them. They're freaks. They're weirdos. And this is the LGBT. Yeah. I, I mean, this, do what this you want LGBT. in your own, do what you want in your own time, but don't expect everybody else to be like, yeah. Oh no, that's totally normal behavior. When people it ask, isn't. yeah, I said, do you support the LGBT? No, absolutely no, not. No, no. I'd rather you go back in the closet at this point. Because clearly, when we took off the floodgates on this crap, this is what we got. Let me tell you, the Muslims. Oh, my God. Oh, they'll shove them back in the closet. I'm, I'm kind they of don't give a fuck. I'm like, let's have some internal you know, civil war. Let's let the can... Muslims versus the gays. The Christians are just like, you know what? We've dealt with this before. Yeah. Muslims, it's on you. That's probably one thing everybody could lock arms in is wow. like, hey, you're, now you're messing with everybody's kids. Yeah. Uh, and that's an issue. That's a real issue. It would be very interesting to see if the Muslim community starts reacting violently against the LGBT and they kind of ignite a civil war against the over-sexualization of children by the LGBT. It'd be very interesting. It could happen. It could very well happen because Muslims don't care. They do not care. Yeah. And then the what? They're going to be is, Islamophobes? Yeah, the left they, won't go near start it. To, like, we, can't, we can't do anything to the Muslims. Yeah. Otherwise, we're Islamophobes. Yeah, even right. though like, we're trying to target their children and have sex and the Muslims are like, nope, you'll die. I hope the Muslims do. I hope they start taking these people out. I really do. Interested in seeing their stance. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, that's disgusting, man. Coming for your kids. I it's mean, disgusting. It's, yes. But I love. It's not how, a secret. Every said we're not coming person, for your kids, but we're coming for your kids. Exactly. You know? Every single person will try and defend this. And well, that's anecdotal. You know, that's not every gay person. Well, it's starting to circulate quite a lot. You remember how you had that all men's, what was it, San Francisco gay guys yeah. choir? It's like, we're coming for your kids. Yeah, you are. They they generally want to have sex with your children, folks. The trans community with the genital mutilation, this stuff right here. Yeah, they're literally saying it. That when they tell you who they are, believe them. I'm not going to lie. Half of me just waits, waits for an active shooter to start taking these perverts out. I would applaud it. When you're in this chant, we're coming for you. Bah, 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 bah. Let him die. I don't care. Folks, I've said this before. Your rights end when you start going after kids and sexualizing them. You're not a human to me. I, I actively sit there with my fingers crossed, hoping somebody murks these pieces of crap. I'd be applauding it. I don't care if that makes me a bad person. These people want to have sex with children. And in the name of tolerance and inclusivity that was emboldened by the left... And really pushed hard during the LGBT prominent years. You're not humans in my eyes anymore. You should be in concentration camps. I, I agree with that. Strong words. I don't care. When you want to have sex with children, you're not a human being to me. You're just not. So Muslims, go to town. <laughs> Christians can't. We get prosecuted for everything. We're, we're considered domestic terrorists at this point. We're just going and protesting at school board meetings. Ah, you're a horrible man. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But yeah, they're saying the quiet part out loud, folks. 
New York City drag march takes the streets towards Stonewall Inn. Another video shows marches with a banner that reads drag march as the crowd filled the street. Uh, I even saw one that had the trans flag colors. Thank God for abortion. These people are slapping in the face of every religion out there, and you wonder why people don't like you. And, of course, you've got groom cis sees. Drag isn't for cis sees. Basically saying if you're straight, you're a sissy. Um, last I checked, it wasn't straight males that are acting like this all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm all for a civil war with these people. I would love it. I'd jump at the opportunity. Well, we'd be slinging leg. They'd be throwing dildos. It'd be funny. It'd be funny. These degenerates are disgusting. Disgusting. And watch. What's going to happen is they're going to push the envelope and people are going to start pushing back and they're going to get violent and justifiably so. Justifiably so. And then what are they going to do? They're going to pearl clutch. You're doing it because we're gay. They're doing it because you went after the kids. This is Sodom and Gomorrah, folks. This is disgusting. Yeah, it really is. These freaks? No. It's a hedonistic lifestyle and they want no accountability, no repercussions for their insanity. The march came to an end at the Stonewall Inn located in Greenwich Village, whose website says it is where pride began. Meanwhile, social media users responded to the initial video with one person writing, and they say we're not coming for the children. In July of 2021, Breitbart News reported the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. Choir I would just, I don't, I, folks, I don't read these articles prior to the show, but I called this. The unpublished a music video where singers promised to convert children to their LGBT ideology once the clip went viral online. Lyrics to the song include, you think we're sinful, you fight against our rights, you say that we all lead lives you can't respect, but you're just frightened, you think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. It's funny, just this once, you are correct. We'll convert your children, happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco, warn about San Francisco, make them wear pleated pants, we don't care, we'll convert your children, make them tolerant and fair. These people are disgusting. The LGBT should rot. Yeah. Meanwhile, RuPaul's drag race champion Jinx Moonson recently accused conservatives of using children as political shields as debate rages over child grooming. According to Breitbart News, he claimed they're using children as a shield like they've done many, many times before. That has always been their tactic. What the GOP is doing is objectively evil. You're trying to fuck children. I'm surprised you don't have a bullet in your head already. Disgusting perverts. You know, the very same thing the left accuses other people of doing, they themselves are guilty of. All the time, but you know, RuPaul's been around for a long time. I, I would uh, back in the that. early nineties, nobody that cared. Browser history. Nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared that he liked to dress up like a woman yeah. and act yeah. silly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until now, yeah. now they came out of the closet and yeah. started saying that they're coming oh after God. kids. It's like, uh, it's maybe disgusting. that's an issue. And what sucks though is I do have friends that are gay. And it's like I don't want any part of it. like this is not representative of me. Like this, that's why I'm telling you, when you join any group or community that's a representative, represent, represent, representation of a lifestyle or whatever, don't, because it will be hijacked and it will be used by the zealots of the movement and painted in a very bad light. The BLM, the LGBT, all these organizations, all these organizations, when it becomes organized, big, it usually gets corrupted. NRA, same thing. It was only a matter of time. Breitbart News covered extensively the issues surrounding drag queens. Uh, bro, I made a post on my Facebook page talking about how I love how degenerates on the left are trying to make drag time, drag story hour akin to Hooters. It's like, so wait, you have a problem with children going in to sing a drag queen read a story, but you don't have any problem with Hooters? 
I would never take my children to Hooters. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think that's an adult themed restaurant. Yeah. But also those Hooters waitresses, they are covered up. They're not showing their tits and ass like completely uncovered and are also not grinding or trying to sexualize your children. They're serving you hot wings. Now, again, I'm not saying it's right. I don't think that Hooters is a family restaurant. I think it's an adult establishment. I would question any father or mother that takes their children there. But that being said, it's like different degrees of being inappropriate. One is a grown man dressed as a woman in makeup. Sorry, that's just insane to me. But what they've tried to do is turn the temperature down on society to where the things that we once thought were just really outlandish in the name of tolerance and acceptance have become very common. It's, 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 it's not trivial anymore. Or excuse me, it is trivial. A grown man dressed as a woman is normal to people now? No, I'm sorry. And it's not an art. It's disgusting. It's degeneracy. It's insanity. That's just me. But look what happened, folks. It's like the frog in the pot. You put the frog in when the water's cold, nothing. You slowly start turning it up over time. You start normalizing some things. Hey, we should be tolerant. We should be loved. No, I'm not tolerant of degenerates. I don't want to be tolerant with you. I don't even want to be friends with you. I think you're disgusting. I have this one friend. She's big with the LGBT. She always asks me, would it come to this event? I was like, no. Why? I don't, I don't support it. Oh, you hate gays? Like, um, yeah, there's a few that I do hate. I was like, because this is what your organization is a representation of. So, yes, I don't like it. Well, you know, children. Uh, well, there's not that many. Uh, bullshit. Did you see the uh, first politically elected transgender person caught with child porn? I forget the name. I, I think I posted it on my Twitter. Let me look. I did post it on my Twitter. I forget the person's name. It's at AA Savage Show on Twitter. Go check it out. Um, there was a, uh, listen to this. The Cranstonstein brothers, you know, those fruitcakes? I can't, I can't stand well, Apparently at one of those pride parades, there was a naked dude riding around on a bike in the parade in front of children, okay? Now, listen to this, folks. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. His name is Brian Krasenstein. These are paid influencers on the left. You want to talk about a political bias? Listen to this. This is, this is in relation to, again, the grown man riding around naked in front of children on a bicycle. And he says, and I quote, number one, seeing a man naked on a bike isn't going to have much of an impact on any kid. They have likely seen their father or brother naked before. Number two. Sharing an uncensored video of a naked man on a bike to an audience of possibly 30 million kids on Twitter is arguably the worst riding a bike naked in front of a kid or two in a planned event that's the kids' parents took them to. Number three, there are much worse things the average kid will see here online and offline in a typical week. Okay, let's break this down. Number one, he says, seeing a man naked on a bike isn't going to have much of an impact on any kid. They have likely seen their father or brother naked before. That's not true. That's anecdotal, and there's no way that's backed up by any kind of evidence. You're just making a generalization to try and back the LGBT because secretly you're a sodomite. Number two, sharing an uncensored video of a naked man on a bike to an audience of possibly 30 million kids on Twitter versus those. Yeah, that is true, but that still doesn't justify the fact that man was naked on a bike and it was allowed. So again, that is a self-dominating point. He's an idiot. Number three, there are much worse things the average kids will see on here online. Again, that is anecdotal, and a what about is that doesn't justify the fact what this dude has just tried to do is to justify a grown man naked on a bike with his penis hanging out in front of children simply because he's gay. You're trying to justify this disgusting debauchery type behavior. These people should be eliminated. They are disgusting. They are pedophiles. That's what they are. This Cranston's brother. Oh, I hope somebody catches them in public. I do. 
Let me find that dude on the street. I'd beat him into a pulp. The submarine would look like nothing. It would look like child's play. You disgusting perverts. Disgusting. Trying to sit there and justify it. Most kids have seen their father. father. What? Are you kidding me? You yep. probably did. I'd never have. Your dad probably touched you, you disgusting pervert. Oh, how these people are still on the so I don't I don't know. I don't get it. If Elon has banned Alex Jones because of Sandy Hook, I get that. But these these dudes, absolutely not. How that they are justifying pedophilia grooming behavior. Oh. Where are the cops on this? Why isn't that indecent in exposure? What why isn't he being arrested? Yeah, that's a great point. This is why when you get vigilantes coming out there putting bullets in these people, you got no one to blame but the police. You didn't do your job. Well, it's technically not even just them. It's the mayor and the rest of them. You allowed this insanity to happen and grow, and then what? Nothing? Public indecency? Nothing? Okay. It's disgusting. It is disgusting, folks. I can't even keep reading this. I can't even keep reading this. These degenerates. Oh, just let them burn. Just let them burn. Disgusting individuals. All right, let's move on from that. Heroic IRS whistleblower testimony in Snarls, Hunter, and Joe Biden in bribery scheme. Tax, excuse me, every taxpayer who dutifully hands out over their hard-earned cash every year to the government should be enraged by IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley's testimony about how senior leaders of the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the IRS sabotaged the five-year investigation into Hunter Biden and allowed him to walk away with laughable, lenient plea, deal unpaid taxes. What? No, you kidding me? You mean the government? You can't vote your way out of this. You got to shoot your way out of it. That's, that's all there is to it, folks. That's just the truth. The three-letter agencies have been compromised for a very long time. Very long time. These freaks? No. No. Shapley is a hero and is the second IRS whistleblower who came forward to the House Ways and Means Committee over the last month to tell the truth about an egregious abuse of power at the highest level of the federal government to protect the president from evidence that implicated him and his son's overseas business dealings and which line agents worried could have national security implications. There are two strands to this growing scandal. First is the original story of political corruption first revealed under Hunter Biden's laptop, which the Post broke on October 14th of 2020. Second is the cover-up, which, like Watergate, has become the bigger scandal. Both strands are covered in Shapley's bombshell testimony unsealed last week and are backed up with the new evidence he's provided, including documents and messages retrieved from a search warrant of Hunter Biden's iCloud conversations from recorded internal IRS and DOJ meetings and interview transcripts with the associates of Hunter Biden. Shapley provides further evidence to add to what we previously had reported that Joe Biden lied repeatedly to the American people when he said he knew nothing about his son's Hunter's overseas business dealings. In fact, also, we have reported Joe Biden met with Hunter's foreign business partners on at least a dozen occasions. Shapley adds to the list with evidence that Joe joined Hunter and his business partners from the Chinese energy company CEFC at a lunch at the Four Seasons in Washington, D.C. This meeting was revealed by the Biden family, Rob Walker, when he was interviewed by an IRS and FBI agent in December of 2020. And yet these same agencies covered this up. Hmm. Hmm. To all my pro blue line FBI CIA supporters, what about this? You got a president that right now who his son is just literally walking away with a slap on the wrist. Yet if it was you or me, we'd be in prison right now. Explain that to me. 
explain why we need these government agencies. I called it. I called it on the show last week. He's going to get a slap on the wrist. Just watch. Yeah, Democrats need the FBI. And, yeah. And this DOJ. Yep. They've Yeah, they've yep. screwed. Did you see the WhatsApp text that he had? That Hunter no. Biden Mm-mm. said, I'm sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made was not fulfilled. Tell the director I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. Mm, no, I didn't go, see that. Yeah. He's got this text message. They have it. Mm. They have all this information. They yeah. had Tony Bobolinsky and nothing at nothing the beginning of the 2020 and nothing. Yeah. His business partner, the big guy. 10% of the big guy. guy has not been impeached yet. It's just amazing. Like how much more evidence do you need? The FBI is running. They're running interference for him. 100%. They're running serious interference for him. And yet nothing's going to be done. Nothing will be done. I'm interested to see because, you know, there's so many people that said had they known about Hunter Biden's laptop and all this other shit, they would have voted differently. Yeah. Like actual real voters. Yeah. Well, so, it's certainly we not going to help Biden now because Biden's polling has just dropped tremendously. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Biden's not going to make 24. They're putting somebody else in there. They're gonna, they're going to let because yeah. here's the deal. The DNC knows Biden cannot cannot win. He's just he's no his approval rating all time low. Even if Trump makes the primaries. I think more people would vote Trump than Biden. It's just, it's hands down. You cannot even sit there and look at this economy and say that there's even a comparison here between Trump's economy and Biden's economy. You can't. The world was a different place when Trump was president. It was. The whole world was a different place. But that's why I'm thinking that Biden is going to have to bow out. Either he's going to get impeachment charges or the 25th Amendment, he'll be medically unable to, and they're going to put in Newsom. Or let's see what happens to our RFK is picking up some serious steam. I don't personally agree with this guy. He's more, I wouldn't say centrist, but he's like centrist left. You think so? I've, I mean, I've, I've showed clips of him where he talked about people that should, um, that have criticized global warming should be prosecuted. It's like, no, I don't agree with that. That's fascism. But he has said some things that other people do like in terms of like economics. He's huge against the COVID vaccines. He, he's, that's, I guess it's his biggest thing right now. He's anti COVID, anti COVID lockdowns. But then you go over to global warming and he says, if you criticize, you should be penalized. Like, uh, bro, no, like, no. But he's gaining a lot of steam with the left and some independence. I personally don't agree with a lot of what he has to say, but it's not the point of this. The point is, I think it's going to be RFK that's going to subvert Biden, but I also think RFK is not going to be controlled. So I'm, I'm watching Newsom. Like you said before, I, I'm, I'm thinking Newsom. Newsom's greased. He's a slimy little weasel. I yeah, think he's, he's going to love him. He's just what the Democrats are, a slimy oh, yeah. turd who can, who can lie with no problem. Oh, 100%. Like his 100%. Hannity interview that he did, I mean, it was just nonstop lying. Yeah. Uh, was RFK? I thought RFK wasn't, but because he's he's right now he's like adamantly against COVID. Maybe he changed his mind. I don't know. He is for all climate change though, like he is about all of that stuff. Of course, you know they're gonna love him on the left for that. Um, hey, shocking story here, folks. You heard it here. Well, not first because I'm reading off the uh, page six website. Page six dot com says Meghan Markle is not a great talent. UTA CEO says after Spotify podcast goes bust. Really? What? No. Meghan Markle? Talentless? Stop. Come on. Are you kidding me? You're pulling my leg. You mean that no talent actress? Okay. Okay. That's crazy. That's funny to me. The CEO of the United Talent Agency blasted Meghan Markle as an untalented after Spotify put the kibosh on the Duchess of Sussex's, Sussex's podcast. Wait, how do you put a I'm Okay, maybe it's going to maybe it's going to explain more. How do you put a kibosh on a podcast? 
They were paying her, right? Were they paying her? That's yeah. The only, okay. That, that's the only reason. It uh, turns out Megan Mark, because I was kind of like, we upload the podcast on our own. Nobody pays us. Um, so, I mean, your podcast will continue as long as you're putting out content. Yeah, I think she was so paid to, okay. to be exclusively okay. on that platform, like Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I mean, even Ray Charles could have seen that one coming. What is her claim to fame? She opened some suitcases on Deal or No Deal and then married a prince and then destroyed that family. Is that what she did? Yeah. I didn't even know she was famous for. She wasn't famous. She was a mediocre actress. She had some small supporting roles, but um, the fact that she even landed the prince... Good luck. You see, folks, this is what a liberal woman will do to you. She'll split your family up and accuse you of racism, especially if she's black. Turns out Meghan Markle was not a great audio talent or necessarily any kind of talent. Jeremy Zimmer told Semaphore at the 2023 Canes Leon's Advertising Festival last week. And, you know, just because you're famous doesn't make you great at something, he added. Zimmer, who co-founded UTA in 91, has represented major stars throughout his career, including Mariah Carey, Brian Cranston, DJ Khalid, Chelsea Handler, and Kevin Hart. Uh, entertainment industry's exact harsh words, excuse me. The entertainment industry's execs' harsh words come shortly after the Post reported that Spotify cut ties with Markle, 41, and her husband, Prince Harry, because they could not deliver on expected numbers. You, wow, you don't say. A source confirmed that Markle's podcast, Archetypes, won't be returning for a second season despite topping the charts last year and that the couple didn't produce enough content to receive their full multi-million dollar payout. They had signed a 20 million plus deal with Streaming Giant in 2020. Josh, if they came to us today and said, hey, we're going to sign you for 20 million, but you got to produce this much content, you better believe we're producing that much content for 20 million dollars. 20 million dollars. How many episodes do they have? I don't know. The Prince Harry, that probably just seems like peanuts, though, right? Potentially, yeah. I mean, because he... Well, what's your cutoff from the family bank? I mean, like, bro, you shouldn't be... But they've had so many deals, book deals, this kind of... Like, they're making billions or millions, rather. I think he's... They're probably still getting money from the family, right? I don't think so. I think, I they, kind of, I think they got ostracized. They're cut off. Mm-hmm. Markle and Harry's production company, Archwell Audio, said in a joint statement with Spotify they had mutually agreed to part ways and are proud of the series they made together. The first and only season of the former Suits Actress podcast was comprised of just 12 episodes in which he interviewed guests like Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, and Paris Hilton. <laughs> well, I mean, when your guests are of that ilk, I mean, yeah, you're probably trying to draw the freaking Walmart Oprah crowd. Earlier this month, Spotify announced the streaming service parted ways and Mary, but oh, nobody gives a shit. Okay. It's understood that Markle, who signed for representation with Hollywood agency WME in April, had her eyes set on another streaming service. Megan is continuing to develop more content for Archetype's audience on another platform. And Archwell, oh yeah, I don't give a crap about that. Good times. Good times. Have you seen this? New York City College slams graduate who went viral for mic drop tantrum. Oh, black American culture just rears its beautiful tolerant head again. Do you see this, this, this video? There's a graduation ceremony. The black graduate of a Queens community college who went viral for grabbing a microphone from a white educator over a name snub has been slammed by her school, which called her actions unacceptable. I'm going to play this video for you. And folks, I don't give a damn if this is racist or not. This is black culture. This right here. The disrespect and disregard of authority, academic respect, traditionalism, non-existent. Watch this video right here. It's about a minute and 13 seconds. And 
there is like everybody and their mom is on this graduation field. And there is this, um, the line of people. And apparently at the ceremony, the person, the, uh, the, she hasn't been identified yet. She's a short white lady is holding a microphone. Each student walks up and they announce and say their own name. So they can enunciate it correctly. Cause I'm sure there's some very difficult names to say, and you don't want to snub a graduate, but this person takes it a step further. Now you tell me if this does not look like something similar in black American culture. Let's give it a listen. Let me make sure the volume's not going to blow your eardrums out. Here we go. All right, this lady is grabbing the mic and she's screaming, I want the mic. This, the educator that's holding the mic didn't do anything except not let this lady, this little ghetto trash, have the mic. Oh, drops the mic. Oh, girl, girl, that's what I'm talking about. She a proud black independent woman. Girl, that's what I'm talking about. Give it to the crackers. This ghetto trash grabs the mic because nobody else got to hold the mic when they said their name, but she, she's special because she's black. Oh, this day, all about me. Really? The world does not revolve around you. Now, I find this funny because no one's going to hire you now. That's what I was thinking, like potential employers. Yeah. Have this video be like, Imagine huh. this is going by Matt Rosh, Matt Walsh tweeted this, but let's keep watching. Let's, let's go. Congratulations. For what? Acting like a piece of shit. This racially charged mic snatching moment at a college graduation is blown up on TikTok with 11 million views. You can clearly see the woman's Jeez. face. You, she says her name. Now you're telling me, and this, this is what I love about like diversity hires. When you have someone that acts like this and you say, well, why, why aren't you going to hire me? Because I'm black. It's like, well, yeah, kind of. Look how you act. You graduated, which should be a day that you celebrate, be proud of yourself. But just because you didn't get to hold the microphone and say your name instead of just leaning over like everybody else in line does. It's like, you tried to steal my moment because you wouldn't let me have the mic. There's nobody trying to steal your moment. You stole your own moment and made it about you. Now you look stupid. Of course, you know, this is just, ah, uh, if you, if, you know, they make it about race and then if you comment on it as a white person, you're racist. No wonder, no wonder black culture right now in America is so toxic and riddled with racism. This crap right here. If my daughter acted like that, she'd be getting her ass whooped, whooped. Who the hell do you think you are? Of course, the comments that people make is just, yeah, incredibly accurate. I'm sure there was a father in that lively or a good, a good mother, a good upstanding set of parents to raise that piece of shit. Just, just mind blowing to me. Mind blowing. Crazy. Ah, so you gotta love this. Last, most certainly not least, Eric Adams. Man, I kicked that cracker's ass. Racist black dude. Gets elected mayor. How does that work? Interesting. New York City pays airfare to send some migrants back to Colombia and Peru, report says. Your taxpayer money, folks. Your taxpayer money. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Hey, we're a sanctuary city. 
but we're going to ban your gas stoves. You can't make any pizza anymore with coal or wood. We're going to take the immigrants. Ah, we can't take the illegals. We're going to pay for them to go back. These How are we going to pay for it? Judge the pizza places. Judge the pizza places. Get them to the... Uh, uh, did you see a response? Oh, there's a response from that ratchet bitch. Oh, please, please. Let's, uh, can somebody link me the response? I'm sure she's going to make it about the fact she was black and it was a white educator. I'm, I'm, I can almost guarantee. Of course. My name is Shaniqua. Even Africans are like, we don't even name our children that. What the hell's wrong with y'all? <laughs> oh my gosh. The documents obtained by Politico's New York Bureau show the city hall shelled out roughly 50000 between April 2022 and April 23 to resettle 114 of the recent arrivals outside of the five boroughs. Wow. fifty grand for 114 people to send them back across the border, which they're probably coming back across again. <laughs> Folks, we are being run by clowns. We are being run by clowns. You got to love it. Like being run by crooks. Being run by crooks. Um, they said, uh, let me find it. She said it was because they went, they let white people do it, but not like, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It's always racism with them. It's always right. They're always a victim. Or maybe you're just a piece of shit human being. I don't know. That stuff just gets so annoying. That's why nobody takes you seriously. The racism in America for, towards black people is unprecedented. Maybe it's because you bring it on yourselves and you act like idiots. Did you remember Chicago? All the black teenagers running around. Nothing for that. All the businesses you burned down, black-owned businesses specifically. Oh, yes, but it's whites in America. You know, it's, it's just so weird to me how you see these white suburbs, not nearly the level of crime as black suburbs, but nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Why? Because if you do, you're forced to concede that black culture in America is toxic. Toxic. And then you want to segregate yourselves. And I watched the one graduation ceremony of none of the black people up there acting like a bunch of weirdos, banging sticks on the floor, gyrating. That's why nobody wants to be around you. You take things that are like based in traditionalism and respect, esprit de corps, and you destroy them. John, that's racist. No, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's just, it's the freaking uneducated. And there's a lot of them, folks. There's a lot of them. Now, I don't hate all black people. Of course not. I hate uneducated people. Include whites. We just call them rednecks and trailer trash, even though there are some educated rednecks. Normally, it's just trailer trash. That's, yeah. the, that's normally what they refer to. Like, are the white equivalent of trash, trash or trailer trash like black ghettos? Same thing. Just trash. Trash human beings. Just saying. Making the day all about her. This is my day. Good luck getting hired. Good luck getting hired. Because, you know, and I love, like, even the fact, even if she did come out with a response video saying, it's because they were letting white, blah, 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 you automatically know if, go, go get hired. You have to work in a black-owned business because no white owner is ever going to hire you. He automatically knows the moment, the moment he says or does something that you personally don't like, you're going to scream racism and try and destroy his business. So to protect what he's built and those that work for him, he's not going to hire diversity hires. And I don't blame him one freaking bit. Not one bit. Come out on your application and say you're gay. Nope. Would never hire you. Never. 
Because if that's what your focal point is right off the bat, that tells me a lot about you. That's what they talk about that study that people with pronouns are not getting hired. Uh, yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah. I wouldn't hire anybody with pronouns. It tells Hell me no. that they're very needy. Yep. You need attention. And easily influenced. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at, folks. Oh, they she didn't graduate. They kicked her out. Good. Good. I'm glad they did. I'm glad there was that one video that went viral. The one uh, black chick going across the stage doing some kind of weird dance. They withheld her diploma. I said, nope. Like, if you're going to act a fool, you don't get your diploma. Uh, that's how it should be. You know, isn't it interesting how we reduce rules and regulations? Now, again, I'm not for like going overboard, but there are certain things. When you walk across that stage, you better act right. Because if you don't, you're not getting your diploma and you will not graduate. Make people behave. But when you go up there and you act like a complete fool... Really? Is it any wonder? Is it really any wonder? Well, folks, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. We appreciate you being here today. You're freaking incredible. Y'all are freaking incredible. I love y'all so much. You're, just, you're good people. You're such good people. But make sure you check us out at uh, the All-American Savage Show podcast over on Rumble and places like that. Uh, can you turn the uh, exit music up, please? Uh, there we go. Um, why is it not working? Desktop audio must have changed. Weird. Anyway, make sure you check us out on uh, Facebook or excuse me, on Twitter at AA Savage Show. You can tweet us out there. Also over on Instagram, AA Savage Show. Give us a follow. We appreciate you. Also, Instagram's now restoring my backup account. So now it's Tango Mi Corazon. Mi Corazon. Um, yeah, it's already fucked, bro. Um, go to that. It's I posted it on my normal Instagram, John Burke 1776. Just so people know, I don't know why they banned me. I think maybe it's because they thought I was impersonating myself, even though both accounts were verified with identification, but they banned the John Burke 1775, which wasn't even political. It was all personal, which I'm like, these people are just a bunch of fruitcakes, a bunch of cuck lords. But anyway, go follow us over on Twitterverse at AA Savage Show. And make sure you check out shellshockcbd.com. Use code SAVAGE. Save yourself 10% off. Got some great deals over there. We got 4th of July coming up. We got some great deals for you there. And don't forget, if you have not become a subscriber, there's a point system. There's a rewards value point system in place. You spend it. You make it back in points. You can cash it in for a free product in the future. It's just like tickets going to a arcade room. You know, get those tickets, cash them in for free product. And, and no, these are not like cheap little products. They're going to break or like, you know, they're valued at like 50 cents. And you have to spend like $100 to get it. You can get free product of what you already order. So again, you go over to shellshockcbd.com. You sign up for the royalty uh, loyalty rewards point system, become a subscriber. You get access to a lot of great stuff. So anyway, that ends today's show. We appreciate it. I'm um, not sure if we're going to go live tomorrow because I got the Alex Stein show. I have to leave out of here about like three because it's over in Irving. Oh my God, the traffic's going to be insane. Not looking forward to that. But anyway, we'll see you on Alex. Then we'll probably do a show tomorrow because it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be early enough. But all right. You got anything to have, my man? Yes, have a great day. Until Thanks. tomorrow, you stay savage, America, and stop trying to fuck kids, LGBT.